Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Who's on the roller coaster, baby? Let's go. Sign up, sit down, buckle yourself in, and let's go for a ride. Roller coaster. Look who's here. Wave hi. Say hi, Daddy. <laughs> Man, did we have a good weekend. That we did. Roll on in. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Who is signing up for the roller coaster? I know Jim Barrett is. Bam. Julia, one of yeah. my songs. Julia's here. <laughs> The Ohio players are way underrated. You never really think about them. They were fantastic. 100%. Say what? (laughs) We are in the seat, buckled in, ready to go. July 6th, so much to talk about. Paul Rushton, of course he's here. Thank Appreciate you for the on the jackets. They're both gold farbs this morning. We got a big day. We're actually venturing out. Masks and all. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Eddie Dykes. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Coach Mike. Good morning, Marvin Dees. What's that? Great commercial. Lloyd's right. This was us get going to Garfield Street, playing paddle ball, eating pizza. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's awesome. And that's part of what it is, man. Muscle memory. It's just like when you listen to old songs, puts you in that frame of mind. Good morning, LLJ. Boom, boom. All right. We got we got a blast of music. Hopefully you play that all day long. We got tons of content. I don't know about you, Mark, but taking Friday off was uh, magnificent. Uh, it was great. Great to have a day off. I'm glad. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. And uh, to liken it to Corey talking about, you know, the first half is in the rear view. In the football world, this is where you come running out of the tunnel for the second half. So adjustments have been made. Energy is high. Go win the second half of the game. Um, excited to get started and continue on with the rest of the year. So uh, we've raised the bar, which is kind of cool for second half. We want more out yep. of the, you know, out of our activities. So I'm going to start something new this morning. People have asked me this, and I think it's really a good practice. I'm going to review all the topics that we spoke about last week. So we had four days. On Monday, we spoke about gratitude. God, we can talk about gratitude every single day. Tuesday, we talked about referrals. That probably got as much um, fireworks as anything. Um, For those of you who didn't see fireworks, Tuesday was your fireworks. Wednesday was about preparation. And then takeover Thursday, you crushed it. 
Yeah, we talked about growing pains. We talked about Navy SEALs and, and having a core of service with everybody that you have an interaction with. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that was last week, new week, new content, new energy. Let's get this thing kick-started with hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs is nothing more all-American than hot dogs. If you did not see it, please Google it and watch this human being, Joey Chestnut, blast 75 hot dogs into his system. I, I, can't, I can't even imagine. But so the article, the article that it brings up is, you know, is number one, it's a professional sport. There's an actual eating federation where what they do is they competitive. International Federation of Competitive Eating. So it's a real thing. And if you look at Joey Chestnut, Joey Chestnut is in phenomenal shape, right? I mean, he's right. got a six pack. He's, he's in athletic shape and he trains year round to do it. So is it a sport that's good to watch? I would say absolutely not. It was disgusting, but he set a world record and he trains year round to do it. So kudos to him to being the very, very best at what he does and training every day to be a pro. He beat his opponent by 33 hot dogs. It, absolutely insane. There, there was also a female competition. So um, the whole thing is crazy. In ESPN's 30 for 30 documentary, The Good, Bad, and The Hungry, imagine this. There's an ESPN documentary, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest chairman, MC George Shea expressed his desire to turn it into, you can have all the desires you want, buddy. That is not a sport. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> woo, craziness. Um, hello to Erica Powers. I think she's new. Welcome aboard. Great to see you. Um, July 6th, some famous birthdays. Um, George W. Bush, 74 years old, as is Sly Stallone. And he looks great. And boy, what a mark each of those people have put on, on the planet in more news that I don't know if you if it's really that important, but the idea of that you can share this with people is going to make someone's day. July 6th, 1994, the movie Forrest Gump was released. And uh, if that ain't a box of chocolates, <laughs> what is? Staying on that point real quick, I watched Hamilton this morning, which I think is a movie that or it's a show that everybody should see. So whether you stream it through Disney or however you see it, well worth two hours and 45 minutes, unbelievable music, unbelievable story, acting, performing, unbelievable, rave reviews. So I saw it live. And when I saw it live, the acoustics in the theater were not great. And I had a really hard time following it. So I'm actually really, really excited about watching it online. You said you watched it this morning. What, what are you like? Sunday. You said this morning that would be nocturnal <laughs> and uh, that would be in, insanity. But uh, so anyway, lots of good stuff happening in the world. Lots to be grateful for. If you have nothing to be grateful for, call e each one of us and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll help you help work you. that through. So, you know, spent a lot of time reviewing um, content, looking at stuff. We're putting together this master's class, and I'm really excited about it because the roadmap that we built, we believe genuinely and authentically in our hearts that we can build the perfect salesperson so that if somebody landed on the planet, didn't know anything, that we could build it. And it's 
going to be an eight-week course. We're putting together the final touches. We'll announce it sometime shortly. But one of the things that came up was an article that I used to, I used to write a column called Noodleberg Says, which was just my commentary on all the things that were happening. And so this was at the beginning of 2018. Show you how relevant this is. 2018 is off to a fast and furious start as I continue to be fortunate enough to share my life experience with sales leaders and teams across the country. Last week, while working with a young and energetic group in Las Vegas, and I never forget that group, that was the worldwide group, they were amazing. One of the many 20-somethings in the audience raised um, her hand and asked Steve, what would you say the top five skills a person would need to be a master or to be great in sales? And I really thought that was an amazing question. It's actually led to some content that I put in my keynotes. And I'm going to drill the five. Mark, you know this because I shared it with you back then. It yep. wasn't as relevant to you because you weren't focused on sales, but God is it. Um, so take a deep breath without hesitation. Here's five, and then I'll work through them. Number one, radical responsibility. Number two, self-respect. Number three, curiosity. Number four, failure slash rejection. And number five, vulnerability. Now, I have since 2018 expanded this into a big module about what you would really need to be a master. Five for sure work great. So let's start with radical responsibility. What does that mean to you, my friend? Well, I think let's first of all set the stage that really these five things aren't just great for sales. You master these five things by being great at anything. But so radical responsibility is owning everything that that, that happens to you, even though it's not your fault. It's your responsibility to deal with it. So, you know, I talked about this before with extreme ownership and Jocko Willenick when he wrote that book and I read it to me, it, it directly related to the times that I had been fired throughout the coaching profession, because none of those were really my fault. It was my responsibility to deal with it, to go move forward and to find a new job and work the network and do all the things that I had to do to overcome it. But owning everything that happens to you and taking responsibility for it is radical responsibility. You know, I, I still work with people who say to me, you know, Five years ago, I had this deal. And if I got that deal, I would be the top of the food chain. I would be, I could be, I should be. Guess what, man? Blow it up. Every day is a new day. You got to take that baggage off of your, you know, your, out of your soul and start new every single day. So radically own everything. I even tease people. I go, if it's raining outside, it's your fault. When you learn to own it like that, really does change your career. Number two, and I really, really dig this one. All of us have been in a position where a prospect abused us, treated us badly, or did things that made us uncomfortable. There are no, look at that zero, no amount of zeros that you can take my self-respect. If you treat me like shit, I'm gone. I say no. And you, it's happened a zillion times. When I do that, people turn around and look at me and they go, whoa, 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 where are you going? I go, wait a minute. I just saw the way you treated your salesperson. You treat them like a piece of shit. I'm going to be next in line. I know it. And I'm out the door. Oh, please don't go. Please don't go. You know, and I'm like, holy cow. You know what? The one thing you own in your life is your own self-respect. Do not give it up. And I will tell you more often than not, that's been a winning 
um, ma- something I've mastered and people admire it. They go, wow, how could you say no? I go, listen, ask yourself, do you have, a, have you ever had a bad client? Yes. When did you know that they were going to be a bad client? The first three seconds. You just knew it. They just, the way they undercut you, the way they talk about their people, the way they talk about their lives, the way they treat everybody around them, you can put together a client roster that you're proud of and that you want to be around. Do not give up your self-respect. Talk to me about that. Your self-respect leads to your own self-discipline. And without discipline, without the power of no, you say yes to everything, you do everything. And to quote Jocko again, like there's no part of the donut. There's no donut, right? right. If, you, if you're saying I'm not eating crap, everybody's oh, well, I'll just take a little sliver, a little sliver of the donut. No, discipline means no piece of the donut. So the power of saying no to people that are going to treat you bad, that are not going to lead you to the places, the activities that are involved in. And I'm a, we've talked about this before, but editing your own life so that you say no to the things that you know are not going to lead you to where you want to be. Self-respect leads to self-discipline. Discipline leads to accountability. Accountability is the ultimate A word that leads you to success. And here's a real mind-numbing thought. That when you say yes to something you're not supposed to, it takes you away from something that you should have said yes to. It should be in your life. And so I think it's, you know, it's maybe one of the most important skills of all. Number three, curiosity. Probably the number one skill that made me uh, successful in this space is I legitimately am curious about everything and everybody. Not put on, not because I, if I listen and I learn, I can make a sale. It's the furthest thing from my mind. I want to know what makes people tick. I want to know who they are, what they do, how they do it, why they do it, all of those things. And people know they have bullshit repellent. They know when you're full of crap, when you're just trying to ask questions that don't mean shit. I legitimately want to know. That's how I started doing 50 cups of coffee with people who would never be able to make a decision with me. Like, why would I travel to Atlanta and call on the mayor? Is there anything wrong with knowing the mayor of Atlanta? No, it was great. I wanted to know how he did it, why he did it. Then it became a she, which was great. Um, You know, and years later when I called on the mayor there. So the idea here is if you are insatiably curious, which I am, you learn so much. It boomerangs back at you. Two words to focus on how and why I, and I talked about this, you know, on Thursday when we said, Hey, you have to be, you know, in this mind of service because everybody gets trained to go into the situation with here are my discovery questions to figure out how I can sell them my product. Get rid of those discovery questions. The discovery questions should be based on that individual person about how they got to where they are and why they got to where they are. If you focus on how and why, you can build question after question after question. And it drove you nuts last week when I sat there with you and I kept going, how, why, how, why? Here we go. We're building the perfect salesperson. How, why? How? Why? But that's really, you dive deeper, you dive deeper, you dive deeper. And that's where you get the real nuggets of connection. So focus on those two words of how and why. So it's great. Carrie Schiffries, who's a steady you know, participant here, he brings up Coopster, which was actually your first client. 
you Correct. brought that when you were interning, which is kind of crazy. But clearly, you could go back in your life. And this is where journaling is so important. Go back in your life and go over it. Look at the game film. The eye in the sky doesn't lie, man. Just go look at it and say, you know what? That's a place I could have made a better decision. That's how you learn. That's how it becomes instinct to recognize it again. And you go, oh, here it comes. Okay, here we go. More. I think we're on number four. Probably, yeah. you know, one of the tougher skills to learn is failure and rejection. And the, you know, the reality is this is a game that we chose where you are going to lose more than you win. There's nobody that bats a hundred, nobody that bats a thousand rather. There's nobody, you know, if you get three out of every 10 times you're up at the plate, you're in the hall of fame. So the idea that these are muscles that don't invest in the clothes, in the, you know, the winning the deal. I think that is, that, that's setting you up for humongous failure. You know, impact comes from the behaviors you're not going to fail on the behaviors. I know I can control the things I do every day, which lead to me getting three out of every 10 times. And, you know, our business is robust because I'm not focused on who closes, why they close. I write about it in my book. The biggest, biggest deal I was ever involved in didn't happen. And it was the best lesson. Didn't, didn't feel good. But the reality is it taught me so much about me and resiliency and stuff like that. So learning to this is what we chose. It's funny because I use a, a Godfather quote, you know, this, Hyman Roth, when him and he's talking to Michael, this is the business we chose. If you choose to get into this, expect failure and a rejection to be a big part of it. And if it's not, you're doing something wrong. Well, there's two things that go into this is, is athletes get idolized. Coaches get idolized because they have a high winning percentage, right? But we've talked about how really there are a lot of things about process, discipline, and accountability that fit into business that come from a sports world. But the major difference is that sports is a finite time. And business is infinite. It's constantly going. So really the number that you need to, to measure is the amount of opportunity you're uncovering, the amount of people you're connecting with. That's the real success percentage, not necessarily how many times you fail, but then you are going to fail. You're going to fail at a high rate and you have to have the 24-hour rule because if you allow the one failure to affect the next opportunity or the next, you let one mistake become two, three, four, five, six, and that's how you end up losing and getting out of business and not staying in business instead of using the 24-hour rule where you process it, you understand what you did wrong, you take accountability for it and what you could do to fix it the next time it comes around, and then you flush it and it's gone forever and you're on to the next opportunity. You got to have the 24-hour rule and move on to the next thing. I really wish you would come out of your shell a little bit. I see you're a little shy this morning, but this is the roller coaster. This is what gets people in a funk when they base their success on what they can't control. You can't control what other people buy, when they buy, and all of the training that talks about that is complete horseshit. I'm telling you now, I've been telling people for years, when you focus on the clothes, you're setting yourself up for highs and lows that you can't manage. That's how people get sick in this business. This is a fun business. It's all about the people and all about the behavior. And then lastly, because we're coming up on our hard stop, uh, vulnerability. 
This is a new thing for people to get their arms around. There is no more. Let me go in the back and talk to my manager. Let me see what kind of deal we can do. When I coach people, when they're interested and they reach out to me, I start with, what is it worth to you? What, what do you want to pay for something like this? And I'm going to tell you, I want it to hurt a little bit. I don't want it to put you out of business. I want you to get a lot out of it, but I don't. I want you to respect it. I want skin in the game. And they go, wow, I've never had anybody do that. I look at every case for the value of the case, not by some, well, can you send me your your, your price sheet? We don't have a price sheet, do we? <laughs> no, never. Why do we have a price sheet? It's complete bullshit. You know, I'll give you 1% yeah. off. I'll go back. We're having a sale. We're having a, that's all complete bullshit. So if you're hyper, hyper vulnerable about, hey, I'm in this, this is a for-profit business. I value my time. I value yours. Let's come to an understanding. That's where richness comes in a way that you can't. And it's totally vulnerable about who I am as a person, what I do, what's important to me. And that was never a part of the traditional sales guy. Um, watch a movie called Tin Men. Fantastic. You know, the way that they would trick housewives into doing, you know, getting the stuff. So there's five. I give you five. I will post this in uh, in the Facebook um, in the Facebook group, which is where I, you know people get all the content. Um, and then there you have it. Any other comments here, my friend? I love it. What a great way to start the second half. Come out with energy. Come out with execution. Great start to the week. Get after it and let's go. We are moving the ball as you like to say. So uh, everybody has momentum when it's going downhill, man. You guys have a great Monday. Do everything you can to master this profession because when you do, it is fun. See you.